Next on BYU Sports Nation, finding comfort within the BYU football offense. Four games in, how comfortable are you? We go two-on-one in the trenches with Travis Tuiloma and Parker Daw. How much will Tuiloma play this week, and how much does Parker Daw love Twinkies? Mm, plus, BYU soccer inches closer to number one in the rankings, and a prominent voice in Big 12 expansion drops a verbal bomb. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, September 28th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYUSN crime beat reporter Jerem Jordan. Funny you should ask that. So uh, the universe, formerly called the Daily Universe, uh, from the university, <laughs> the universe police blotter. There is a police blotter, for real. This is one of the greatest things about BYU, and there are many. On September 17th, this happens to be the day of the UCLA Brigham Young University uh, football match. Mm-hmm. University police responded to two males getting in a physical fight during the BYU versus UCLA football game over who should be the starting quarterback. (laughs) I thought that we were keeping that in-house, Spencer. I didn't think that would go public, man. I know. People saw, and they told the the fuzz. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that's really funny. Listen, There's, when you tried to punch me in the throat, that's when it—that's when they had to get involved. The, hey, I'm about offensive production, regardless of who's in the game. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Have you? I've never punched anyone in the throat. That would hurt so bad. Yeah, that's. Yeah, if you're really trying to inflict pain, that seems like a great play. <laughs> in other lighter news. There's no great transition. Lighter being the operative word there. Yes. <laughs> Mitt Romney will light the Y on Friday for BYU Toledo. Is this a last ditch campaign effort for Mitt? <laughs> Write him in, people. Ain't got no time for debates. He's lighting the Y. Really cool that he's yeah. going to be in town to do that. Yeah, he got his undergrad here. Awesome. Very cool. Mitt Romney. Mitt in the house. That might be who I write in for president. I don't know. On the lighter side of things. <laughs> I might write in Taysom Hill. Who knows, man? No throat punching. Let's just leave it at that. Oh, my goodness. Here yeah. are today's BYU. BYU Sports Nation does not condone <laughs> throat punching. We just want to make that clear for the legal, the legalese. Yes. Take yeah. it easy, third floor. The ease of legality. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. We are two days away from BYU in Toledo on Friday night. Countdown to kickoff. We'll be live at 9 Eastern. We're going to go two-on-one with Parker Daw and Travis Tuiloma about the team's preparation for a sneaky good team in the Rockets. You'll hear both of those interviews coming up in just a few minutes. On a lighter note, that was, yeah, <laughs> great pull there. BYU <laughs> women's soccer moves up to number three in the NSCAA rankings. How about that? The Cougars received three first-place votes as well. They play Santa Clara tomorrow night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Check it out. Yeah, we'll tell you why three is the number of the day. Oh, yeah. In about 30 minutes. Number 11, BYU women's volleyball. Started slow last night, dropping set number one against Pepperdine, but won three straight to handle the ways, led by middle blocker Amy Boswell's 12 kills and seven blocks. BYU plays at number six, San Diego, Friday, 10 Eastern. Huge match for uh, the BYU women's volleyball team, who's... Been crushing it, man. They've only lost one time, and it's in five sets this season. And yesterday, Oklahoma President David Boren said he is still undecided 
on Big 12 expansion, despite reports saying he was negative on expansion. So the Big 12 drama continues. Yeah. Is anybody surprised about that? Just, just wake me up when September ends. I think Wait, it was Dan Wolken, a uh, national writer, who said, the Big 12 is built upon a foundation of sand. <laughs> and we know all about building on the rock versus the sand. <laughs> that we do. We have like little hand motions and everything. That we do. Shout out to Jax, who can sing the whole song for us. Yes, sir. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Finding comfort. Four games in, the BYU offense has shown some good, some bad, and a little bit of everything in between. Which brings us to today's Twitter question. What is your comfort level with the BYU offense after four games? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Micah. Uh With the offense, meh. With the Jamal fence, awesome. Well played. I, th- I think there's a new phrase, Jamal fence. If BYU would use the Jamal fence inside the five after that big run, they might have scored two touchdowns in the first half, and then you're going for two. You would have had one. Run the ball! Run the rock, man! <laughs> Please. Come on, man! Inside the five. Run the ball! They did on first down. Two. That they, they did. They went Jamal Fence on first down. I, I think that this is going to catch on Jamal Fence. At Maddie underscore not Maddie. Level of comfort So is with, it Maddie or not? I don't know. Level of comfort with BYU offense is like wearing socks and sandals. <laughs> it's cool, but is it really? <laughs> you know, ask Jonah Trenman about that. Ask uh, Peyton Dastrup of the basketball team about <laughs> socks and sandals. Now, here's the good thing. With the 32-point <laughs> performance against West Virginia, BYU is now averaging more than just teens in scoring, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU is 111th in scoring offense at 20.8 points per game. Hey, but it's not in the teens, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. That was a stretch. Yeah, tw- yeah, that's bad. It, it, it really is. And so that's why we focus on the offense because BYU had a uh, you know breakout game against West Virginia. So are you feeling good? Are you yeah, feeling where better? are you? Yeah, where are you? So use the hashtag BYUSN. Here's how I feel. I'm more comfortable. I, think, I knew they were capable. I thought they turned a corner with the play here or there and whatnot. Um, but Still, we've only seen one game over 20 points, so I, I have some issues. Here they are. BYU's not explosive on offense. They, they're just not. They're, they don't have a 40-plus yard pass play. It's been four games. This is quarterback you. Let's go. BYU's only had one quarter in 16 played with 10-plus points. That was against West Virginia. That's redonkulous. Okay? Where's Jonah Trinaman deep? Uh, BYU's better when they go fast. Okay? Part of that has to do with this. Against UCLA, BYU's down 17. Against West Virginia, they're down 16. Those defenses do not want to get burned over the top. So there's some chunkability, if you will. And that yes, that's a word. Um, with the BYU offense there. The pro-style growing pains are evident still. I think it will work over time. But I, tweaks have to be made. And Ty Detmer is seeing this. And I, against West Virginia, he made good adjustments to allow the offense to be better. What did I tell you last week? I said West Virginia stinks on defense. And they did. Toledo's a better defense than West Virginia in my yes. opinion. So this will be interesting. But I'm more comfortable, but I'm not quite comfortable with it yet. To best describe my comfort level for the BYU offense, I'm going to channel my inner Jerem Jordan. Uh-oh, this is dangerous. But first set things up with this tweet. 
from the IT guy at col underscore James 83. Kind of like going on a blind date. I'm excited, but I have no idea if she will turn into a psycho or a psych. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Solid metaphor, my friend, but I'm going to take it a step further. We've gone on four dates now. The blind date happened mm. in Arizona, the original date. And it was good enough. She seemed was, pretty cool, right? Fine. No major red flags. Left with the wind, feeling optimistic. Then Salt Lake City. Concerns arise when she gets put in some awkward situations around the weird uncle at Rice Stadium. <laughs> Out of her comfort zone. It was a Utah fan, clearly. But it's still <laughs> early, so you give her the benefit of the doubt. Uh, in Provo, date three, not a good night. She took forever getting ready, seemed distracted, took her a long time to warm up, and for the first time you're considering not taking her out again. But you decide to give it another try. In Washington, D.C., you have a great time. She's showing signs of interest, a breakthrough connecting on new levels. She's looking good. You go in for the first kiss at the end of the date, and she turns her cheek. Okay, that's weird. But then she's adamant that you hang out again. Date number five hang out? is Friday night. And you think you have a better idea of what to expect, but still, the unknown is out there. At this point, you do what some BYU dudes do. You make a list of things you love <laughs> and things you don't. Because if you know, you know, Spencer. In West okay, Virginia. Let's talk about the attributes that you love. Her style. Notably, Jamal Williams. Jamal Fence. Absolutely. Her maturity. <laughs> Taysom Hill, fifth year her senior. Mm-hmm. She's a returned missionary. And her parents, <laughs> Ty Detmer. <laughs> okay. So there are good things. It, this it, is pretty good. It's, it seems lined up. Things you don't love. Turnovers. Mm. Oh, there have just been a ton. There are just those moments in the date where you're like, Okay, you just said something really weird, and I'm not sure what to do with it. Uh, yeah. And it starts to go south in a hurry. Okay? Lack of points off of turnovers for the offense. Okay, so you throw some shade back at her, and she's not doing well with it. Lighten up, Francis. She, she gets weird. Inconsistency. And that goes back to the first kiss. She's showing all these signs. Yeah, she likes me. Nope. Turn the cheek. You don't win. Okay, the dates are not ending well. That's a concern. Yeah. Turning the cheek is a, a biblical reference as well. <laughs> that, that it is. Yeah. So there you have it. My metaphor through dating of BYU football through the first four games. So, so are you going to go out there again? That's the question. And the answer is yes. Friday night against Toledo. Mostly because date number four was pretty good, even though you had the weird moment at the end. Mm-hmm. It was a really good date. Yeah. I need to see – I think this BYU offense can be very good. And it was, it was nice against West Virginia to see them break out. But, again, what, BYU has this sense of urgency when they're down 17 and 16. Of course they do. Why can't that urgency be earlier in the game? I, I think that we need to see that from BYU. And against Toledo, I feel like BYU is going to have some success. I don't know how good Toledo is. Do you feel like you have a handle on that? No. I have no idea because they're averaging 43 a game. They're only giving up 10. But they played Boo Boo Johnsons and Doo Doo Stevens, as Brian Logan would say. Arkansas State, Maine, and Fresno State. We have no idea how good these guys are. They could be legit. And let's, let, let's look back at this. 
They've won, what, 16 of 18? They were 10 and 2 last year. Nine in a row on the road. They've won nine straight road games. Like, third down conversions, number one in the country, second most three and outs. Like, all these numbers are like, okay, these guys are good. But how good? This I year, don't know. We'll explore it more tomorrow. With this Twitter. year, and, and even part of last year, I, and I made this comparison earlier, I think that Toledo is to the MAC as Boise State is to the Mountain West this year. So you tweeted this out, and then yesterday I heard Fred Warner go, you know, some people were saying uh, uh, Toledo's the Boise State of the MAC. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, Fred Warner just referenced your tweet without saying your name. That was funny. Shout out to Fred. What's up, dude? Yeah, Fred. Federico. His name is Federico. That it is. That's awesome. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic, about this BYU offense going into date number five. Like, if BYU doesn't bring it on offense Friday, that's a real issue. Toledo's got some good defensive ends, and they've got great numbers, but who are they? But who that on their schedule? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Zoolander. <laughs> we'll talk to uh, head coach Jason Candle, by the way, of Toledo. On tomorrow's show. That's right. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join us now on BYU Sports Nation and answer the following Twitter question. What is your comfort level with the BYU offense after four games? Let's get to the tweets. It's Twitter time. At Cisco Rue drops a percentage. 75% comfortable. <laughs> Whatever that means. Too many turnovers at critical moments during the season so far. Yeah, t- yeah turnovers in general. I mean, against Utah... Yeah, in the third quarter, you're hoping to take the lead, turn it over the the ball at the the very first play on offense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. at the Brentar fourteen, about a seven point five, seventy five percent, seven point five. There you go. Okay, I expect the improvement we saw versus West Virginia to continue, but lack of depth at running back is concerning. Yes, that's true. That's true. Algernon Brown, Squally Canada, they're not getting a lot of carries. At Ryan Frieden, about as comfortable as when you take your first sip of hot cider. Not sure if you'll love it or if it'll burn you. <laughs> That's so true. Hot chocolate as well. You're like, ah! Coming up, big deal, no deal. What is the Big 12 actually thinking? And how is BYU football defensive lineman Travis Tuiloma feeling after playing last week? He gives us his reverent tone. But first, BYU offensive lineman Parker Daw on the BYU offense. Twinkies! BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right this very second on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Basketball Media Day is tomorrow. They begin practice on Monday, so we'll get you set for the season with a two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation coming up tomorrow, noon Eastern time. We'll have Dave Rose on the show, Eric Mika, a.k.a. Caesar. Nick Emery, Kyle Davis, and another player. Coming up tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. This week, in fact, is loaded. We love it. An extra hour tomorrow. Friday, live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the uh, Countdown to Kickoff set. I love Friday And then Saturday, we have an 11 a.m. Eastern time. Countdown to to General Conference pregame show. We'll tell you who's in, who's out, who's a game time decision uh, for the speakers. We'll get you set on Saturday. No, that's not really going to happen. Oh, okay. But the show is. Absolutely it will. Let's hope it's not group therapy. <laughs> if, if BYU loses, do we still have to do the show? 
We do? That's not going to happen. Okay. That's not going to happen. What is your comfort level with the BYU offense after four games? At He-Man underscore Hyde. Turnovers are when you catch her flirting with another dude while you're all waiting for tables to be ready. Yes. Well played, He-Man. If this is a BYU reference... It's flirting with the roommate. She's scoping out the roommates or yeah. the other some other dudes. And you're like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah that's a turnover. Yeah. Okay, so you throw some shade back and you start flirting with her roommates and she doesn't take it well. Men's volleyball player Jake Langlois, he married the room he or he's engaged to be married in December to a roommate. Oh yeah, yeah Jake! <laughs> Boom! Roasted. <laughs> oh my goodness. At Kookfan eighty two. Because He-Man Hyde didn't really answer the Twitter question. He was just going off of yeah, the dating yeah. reference no. that I made in hey, the first segment. if it's segment. great, it's great. Context. Truth. Be darned. At CoogFan82, outscored all opposing offenses but UCLA. Two pick sixes away from three wins against Power Fives. I'd say trending in the right direction. That's De- why the, that's defense why the, plays into this, too. Yeah, that's why the attitude's pretty positive regarding all of this. It's not, oh, man, the offense stinks. It's, hey, the offense is, is close to turning a corner. This could be 2003 losing to Boise State 50-12 to at home and then losing to Colorado State on homecoming 58-13. to Like, let's, let's put this in perspective. Yeah. Okay? It could be way worse. Losses are losses, but they're not all created equally. BYU has had increased production from the offensive line, including Parker Daw, and it might deal with our good friends from Hostess. <laughs> he has set a new precedent for when the offensive line performs well, or at least he hopes. Listen to this. Oh, I've got tunnel vision on what's going on. Halftime, if someone catches a ball 30 yards downfield, I don't even know who caught it. I'm just huffing and puffing, you know, looking at the sideline, wishing I got a Twinkie or something. <laughs> You know, it's like, I did good, right? I get a treat, right? You know, I get water. Give the man a Twinkie. (laughs) That was last week in the Countdown to Kickoff interviews. (laughs) So we played that Saturday, and then you guys had some Twinkies on the set after, which was was fun. Yeah, the whole offensive line deserved a box of Twinkies after the game last week. They had great push, great protection. Uh, The coach was very happy with what they're doing. And we liked it so much, that interview with Parker Daw, that we decided to go back to him and mm-hmm. follow up on the Twinkies and other things in our two-on-one. BYU Sports Nation with one of the BYU offensive linemen. Parker, I don't know if you are aware of the trend that you started on BYU <laughs> TV Sports with your Twinkie comments last week, but we ate Twinkies on set That's because of I you. Heard. I was a little offended that you guys didn't call me to join you. <laughs> you were a little busy. I was a little busy, but I went to the sideline. There were no Twinkies there, so it's looking for like a ho ho or you know something, a candy bar, Snickers, anything would have been nice. But After the job, the offensive line did uh, blocking. You deserve something like that, right? I think so, you know. But you know, all of it is just water and Powerade. You know, the same old. The, the receivers and skill guys all celebrate in the end zone, and we're just huffing and puffing, trying to make it back to the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> if the our calling in life, you know. If the touchdown's more than a certain amount of yards, do you choose not to run into the end zone so, to celebrate? Sometimes. So, you know, it's actually really funny. Um, I think it was either Mitch Jurgens that scored or t- someone scored. And, so you uh, don't even know. We, again, we don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just seeing stars, you know, because we're just breathing so hard. But, but no, like someone scored. I think it was Mitch. I think that's who it was. And, 
you know, it's funny because we like were celebrating and I'm screaming and jumping up and down and everyone was getting, you know, just excited. And I like busted at the sideline, had my hands in the air. And then Coach Detmer's like, hey, we're going for two. And all the linemen are like, well, now we're dead because <laughs> we just spent all our energy like celebrating. <laughs> so, you know, me and T-John are standing there just, Catch just your breath. sucking yeah. air. But, yeah. yeah, but if it's pretty far away, you know, usually just, yeah, we'll just take it to the sideline because they never wait for us, the receivers <laughs> and all those guys. They just go do their own thing. But they have their cool like little hand clap, you know, whatever signals. What you need is something like that with T-John or another offensive lineman, like where you just celebrate in the spot. I know, just right there, like hit our bellies or something together, <laughs> just something cool like that. So You made some nice inroads looking back at the uh, film from West Virginia. Uh, there's a reason that there were 281 rushing yards, and uh, Ty Detmer referenced uh, briefly that the offensive line did a better job pass protecting. Why were you able to find success against West Virginia? You know, it's just kind of like what we talked about before. We went into this week or last week and we really wanted to execute. That was our goal. And, you know, we took it really serious about making sure that we were going to go to the right stacks, that we were going to get on the linebackers and that we were going to push them around and place physical. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and it was nice because, you know, our game plan – fell into place and when we execute and when we do what we're supposed to do we're really dangerous um and you know it's frustrating because the last three you know three games that we've lost you know really come from not being able to execute on three or four plays and if we would have executed and made those plays we'd be undefeated right now so it's frustrating but but you know i think everyone saw there is potential we could be really 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 good we're really close so What's the mindset of uh, the offense? Because you get guys that had a, a breakout game and you feel like you're on the cusp of doing something there. Yet you're one and three, and it seems like you guys are still pretty positive. Yeah, you know, the mindset for us is, and you know, I think everyone sees is we just, you know, whatever the score is, whatever our record is, we're just going to keep going. Um, you know, I think that we, we've got to be the best two-minute offense in the nation, um, you know, coming in and scoring on the last drive. And, and so going into – you know, those type of big games where, you know, it's kind of a shootout. You don't really think too much about that. It's just going out there, executing, and just knowing that we're going we're gonna to score. And I think that's why we do. So, What do you anticipate you'll be able to do against Toledo now that you've seen some film on the Rockets? They're a 3-0 and team, and this is, I mean, on paper, their first real challenge. So what do you, what do you think your offense will be able to do against the Rockets? Um, you know, they're, they're a really good team. Toledo is... Um, really athletic after watching film. Uh, they're not a team that we can overlook or underestimate. I mean, they've beaten really good teams. And, but I think from what we see on the defense, um, they're not as big up front. Um, they probably, they're built a little bit more like Arizona, um, even like the ends, like UCLA. So they're a little quicker, um, really athletic. But, you know, if we can get into them and get our hands on them up front, we're going to be able to throw and, and push them around. And uh, so that's kind of what we're, we're planning on going into this game. Let's get our hands on them and throw them on the ground. Describe what it's like to block for guys like Jamal Williams and Taysom Hill as they come by you and then hopefully sprint down the field. It is so much fun to play with those guys because, you know, Taysom, I remember in the game, I think it was a draw play. It was a draw play, and, and he ran, and that's when he 
like hurdled those two guys or and went over them and, and he just got back in the huddle and he's just like let's go and he's screaming and you know and you're like <gasps> and we're you know we're <laughs> you know yeah. they're, you know they're, again the receivers are celebrating and cheering and we're dying i'm just i'm just kidding <laughs> but uh but no so you know, it's really fun, you know, blocking for him because you know that he's going to make plays and he's tough and physical. And then Jamal, man, that guy, he is one of the toughest, meanest people I've ever met. Um, in the game, Jamal was running like 15 yards, like a carry on one of the drives we were in. And their linebackers were, you know, saying bad things to him and calling him out. And Jamal was just laughing. Jamal was laying on the ground after getting hit and pummeled by like five dudes and just laughing on the ground. And I'm like, oh, there is something <laughs> different about that guy. Because <laughs> I, again, I'd be on the ground, like, asking for, you know, someone from the ambulance pick me up and give me a Twinkie. But, yeah, <laughs> you know. What does but. that do for you emotionally when you see him do something like that and his energy on the field? We, we get excited because when we're blocking hard and, we're, and when we're playing hard, it's, it's exciting for us because it means that, Everyone's going to know that we're doing a j good job. We know that we're going to score, and we want to block harder because we know that how hard he's going. I mean, Jamal gets in the huddle after five, six, seven carries, and he's like, give me the ball again, give me the ball again. And, like, the old line's like, yeah, let's run the ball. Let's go again. Let's do it again. Like, don't even throw the ball. Sorry, receivers. Uh, <laughs> but but that's, that's kind of the mindset. And so it's, it's a lot of fun blocking for guys like, like them. Parker, congratulations on the progress with uh, the BYU offense. Thank you. I would like to say that if uh, if you beat Toledo, I'm going to go out. I, I, I use I'm the snack guy of BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> we're going to okay? we're going to check with compliance first on this. Okay, so I yes, we will check with <laughs> compliance, of course. But you got to get the whole O line. Yes. Okay. And maybe maybe I can give can him the mic. Can you afford the fun pack, Napoleon? The fun pack, <laughs> a box of Twinkies for for the starting five of we the offensive them, line. We give them to Mike Empey, and then Mike Empey can he do can what he wants. He can distribute them how he wants to. They happen to be sitting in his office. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if you can get them to us right there on the sideline, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so after the game, you know, anything, just be creative. We'll love it. Okay. As long as it's a nice snack. Okay. Go Cougars and yeah. Twinkies. Thanks, Parker. Yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs> we'll see ya. Parker Daw. <laughs> There's always a funny offensive lineman. Is that every, guy. Every year. He's fantastic. He's really fun. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk to him again. He's real to the situation. He drives yeah. a minivan. He has multiple children. Like he, They call him Grandpa. You know, it's, he's that I love guy. It. He's, he, he's, he's very BYU. <laughs> I love it. Represent, Parker. What is your comfort level with the BYU offense, including the offensive line, after four games at B-Royal Blue Coog? Says somewhere between the last day of junior high and the first day of high school. Relieved that past is past, excited slash nervous for the future. The metaphors have been amazing today with these tweets. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah, I, yeah great stuff from uh, BYU Sports Nation today. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94. I mean you by that, none of us. <laughs> About as comfortable as walking into the testing center after you studied. Capable, but still <laughs> uneasy. Elite tweet nominee right there. <laughs> that is spot on. I've crammed for my test. I'm yeah. feeling okay, but I just don't know. I walked into the testing center for the first time at Brigham in 2005, and I was like, sweet, let's do this. I walked out. I got like a 58 <laughs> on my first test. Please have a curve. Like, 
Wow, this is great on the bell curve. This isn't Copper Hills. Coming up, big deal, no deal. What's the deal with number three for women's soccer? But first, we talk to BYU senior defensive lineman Travis Tuiloma about playing in his first game since last season. How healthy is his foot? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Remember, Saturday morning, the way you need to wake up is with us in Studio B. That's right, at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, countdown to uh, conference, our special, BYU Sports Nation, the pregame show for General Conference for the uh, Church of Jesus Christ uh, of Latter-day Saints. What's the name of the church? Uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, coming up Saturday. We'll recap the Toledo game. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. And the Toledo Rockets are now two days away from taking on the BYU Cougars on a Friday night. Countdown to kickoff airs live 9 Eastern. We'll be two-on-one with defensive lineman Travis Tuiloma in just a few minutes for an update on the health of his foot. BYU women's soccer moves up to number three in the NSCAA rankings. The Cougars received three first-place votes as well. They play Santa Clara in the West Coast Conference opener at home tomorrow at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Jerem Jordan on the call with Natalie Lewis. And how about the ladies? As high as number three for the first time since 2012 when they got all the way to number two. Hey, we said they'd be good before the season. Number three? Holy shnikes. Nine and one, averaging three goals per game. Number 11, BYU women's volleyball beat Pepperdine in four sets last night, led by middle blocker, the senior Amy Boswell. 12 kills, seven blocks. Their defense was outstanding in sets two through four. BYU plays at number six, San Diego, Friday at 10 Eastern. This is one of those conference championship determining matches, or so it seems. That'll be on the W.TV as well. And yesterday, Oklahoma President David Boren said he's still undecided on Big 12 expansion, despite reports saying he was negative on expansion. Yeah, Dan, was it Dan? No, it was... Uh, Pete Thamel and Chuck Carlton. Chuck Carlton of the Pete Dallas Thamel Morning of, News. Uh, Sports Illustrated. Andrew. That's right, that reported he's leaning towards the negative side, but he said, still undecided. Are, are you more, are you more confident in Big 12 expansion to the BYU offense? That's a great question. BYU offense for me. <laughs> like, by a long shot. Just because of how things have transpired. We'll just see. We'll I'm, just feel, see how I'm feeling pretty good about the BYU defense right now because they're getting a key part back. Travis Tuiloma, number 91, the heart of the defense, the nose tackle. He played his first snaps against West Virginia, and how is he feeling now? Well, we asked him two-on-one with Travis Tuiloma on BYU Sports Nation. I guarantee this will be one of the more reverent interviews we do, not because the football player is reverent on the field, but just because that's his style right now. Travis Tuiloma, it's good to have you with us, man. Thank you. It's good to be here. Playing in your first game and it feels like uh, almost a full year. Wow. Okay, against West Virginia, you get out on the field. What was that experience like for you uh, with your first action in a long time? It was it was a lot of fun. Um, physically, not where I want to be, but um, just trusting the process right now and um, getting to where the, the coaches and the training staff want me to be. So, yeah. Uh, when was the decision made that you would play against West Virginia? Um, it took me a while. I, I used. I literally decided to play uh, right before we came out for kickoff. Was that up to you? Yeah, it's totally up to me. So the do- uh, doctors cleared you in weeks prior, and you didn't feel ready. Is that what happened? 
Yeah, the, the doctors have cleared me for a couple weeks now, and um, the coaches have been really, really good about uh, letting me make the decision for myself. Only you will know how close to 100% you are in this thing. You know your body the best. When do you feel like you will be ready and 100%? Um, it's kind of hard to tell at this point. Um, it's, it's hit and miss every day. Like Some days it feels really good. Some days it's sore. And just got to keep going with what I have and trust that I'll keep improving. And it was a Liz Frank against Utah. That was the injury, right? Yep. Um, and there are variations of Liz Frank, if I understand it correctly. Taysom Hill had that, of course, and you had that. Was it similar to Taysom Hill's injury? Um, probably. I'm not sure. Within Liz Frank, it was the same. What are you more concerned about, your health, um, this phone ringing right now, <laughs> or your voice? Um, I don't know, all three. <laughs> <laughs> You've been married for three months, and uh, how has how has that changed your, your approach on life and, and football? Um, well... Can't talk back right now, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, I'm not sure. Like, I just approach life like I normally do. Just do my best to stay positive for myself and for my wife and for all that we have going for us right now. You know, we're both busy, and, and I know, like, for as a husband, I just got to put my best out there to make everything work out so how have your guys on the defensive line played thus far this season in your opinion no uh, i'm really proud of them they're all most of them are all young guys or either guys that just have learned the, the the position and i've been really proud of how they've worked and also the playmaking abilities that logan tyler has has uh, brought forth for the d-line and and yeah, pretty much everybody. Everyone's young, and and I'm I'm proud of the way they all stepped up. I noticed specifically against Utah, um, you taking a, almost a coaching role. You didn't play in that game, but I saw you after each defensive stance out there in the ears of guys, talking to them, encouraging them, giving them, uh, I guess, bits of encouragement. So, what does what has that done for you as a player, having to be the coach? Um, really, it's just all about helping our guys out. Uh, right before the game started, um, Coach Elisa um, pulled me over and told me to, that I need to go coach up the guys and keep uh, keep on them for all the things that they're doing out there, so that you know they they'll know what to do and be able to execute everything that they've been taught. So I just kind of being there and being extra help everybody so could you take coachy in his prime as an mma fighter no no he'd probably knock me out <laughs> <laughs> yeah me t me too <laughs> you use the word optimism and just say i you know you just said i try and approach everything in my life with optimism now that's interesting because byu has lost three games by a combined seven points and a lot of teams could choose to be discouraged and and beaten down but we don't get that impression from this team, certainly not from you. What kind of attitude do you have right now going into Toledo um, this Friday night? For me, it's just another game and just another obstacle that we need to climb and that we need to overcome. Um, really, the, there's no room for us to be 
all sorrowful and get down on ourselves for losing three games. Like like you said, it's the combined of seven points and our guys are are going up against some of the best teams in the nation and they're hanging in there and we're just one or two plays away. So it's really just us just not making excuses and just just being not being content with the results, but just being happy uh, about where we are and where we can go. The soft-spoken, hard-hitting Travis Tuiloma. Congratulations on all the success, and uh, it's good to have you back, Travis. Thank you. It's good to be back. He powered through that interview. Yeah, I, thought, I really thought he did a good job. And you just tweeted out a picture side-by-side of Clippers head coach Doc Rivers with Travis Tuiloma asking it's not Blake's fault. Who, has it's not. Be- who has the better scratchy it's voice. So this is interesting. It seems like uh, we didn't get like a straight answer per se um, on is he good the rest of the year? He's playing like uh, it sounds like he's not 100 percent and he's going to take it game by game as to whether he's going to be in and how much he played about. What did he say? 15, 18 snaps in that game. So if we've learned anything from Taysom Hill and Travis Tuiloma and Liz Frank injuries and Craig Bills, for that matter, it's. Very much a day-to-day yeah. feeling. Day-to-day, Spencer. Oh, my day-to-day. goodness. You can feel great one day and yeah. be ready to go, and he was apparently ready to go for a few plays against West Virginia, but he could show up on Friday night, and it could be really sore. It's yeah. just a, it's kind of a fluky thing. And remember, uh, Taysom Hills happened in September. Tra- Travis Tuilomas happened in December. There the are Vegas varying Bowl. degrees of yeah. that injury. Yeah. But, I'm, I'm yeah. no doctor, but I play one on television. Uh, at Cisco Roo. We gotta execute! Doc Rivers, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Tuiloma. Yeah, we gotta play better defense. Sometimes. What word has been used in regard to BYU football more? Execute or grit? <laughs> By far, execute. Because yeah. the Riley Nelson era, although at Still Team Riley is still in that era, is over. <laughs> What is your comfort level with the BYU offense after four games? That is our Twitter question today. At Toby Mac answers, my confidence in the O is solid. My concern isn't even a position group, just a body part, the wide receiver's hands. There have been some deflections, right? You know, off receiver's hands that have gone for interceptions, uh, what, at least three times, two against West Virginia, the one against Utah, the one off uh, off uh, Colby Pearson against UCLA, so there's at least four. Yeah, that, that's just a bummer. Who who said who said it? Was it Mitchell Jurgens that said, "When are the deflections going to go off the other team's receivers into our?" That's a uh, valid question. Cornerbacks' hands. Come that on, is a valid question. Yeah, yesterday when I was talking to him, he's like, "I've seen passes end up in like the offensive players' hands and go for like ten extra yards or a touchdown. Why there can't was, we have that?" There happen? was that one batted up in the air against West Virginia. Was it in the first half that BYU? It went up in the air for what felt like five seconds, and in the like in yes, the end zone. Corbin do you remember that? Confucci, and I was like, "Here comes like, my uh, projected defensive touchdown." Nope. Yeah, that would have been a nice uh, points off turnovers. Oh, uh, yeah, it happens. I mean, it's just that the ball bounces funny ways. And going back to the Las Vegas Bowl last year, the tips haven't exactly gone in BYU's favor. Come on, man. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. At Y for Life. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation, they showed up for a total of eight quarters of the past 16 quarters, so I guess my comfort level is at 50%. This is interesting. Um, when we proposed this question, we thought, well, okay, after West Virginia, now you know, now how do you feel? It's interesting. Most people are kind of still not fully embracing this, because, and that's fair. It's only been one 
game out of four. And even even then, remember my stat: only one quarter out of sixteen BYU scored ten plus in. That's ridiculous. And that was the fourth yep. quarter or the third quarter against West Virginia. I think it was the third quarter. The third quarter. I'll look it up. And so it happened recently. Coming the up, fourth quarter. It was the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. BYU faces their second straight undefeated opponent coming off a bye week. That was West Virginia. Now it's Toledo. And undefeated. Is that a big deal or no deal? Let's discuss next, shall we? We'll discuss it next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B. Stop with the raspy voice. Someone said, who is it, Siskaru? Like, his new nickname should be the Guppa. That would be more like this. A little nasally, but still raspy. Ice them. <laughs> oh. Taylor Campbell, ice them. We have, we have ventured into dangerous territory here. Remember, if you miss an episode okay. of BYU Sports Nation Live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV. That starts at 6 p.m. Eastern. After further review, if you missed it last night, where were you? It's at 1 p.m. Eastern time today, right after the show. The guys break down what happened against West Virginia. Get you ready for Holy Toledo coming up Friday. Was that a combination of West Virginia and Toledo? I don't know. Jerem's having severe withdrawals that the West Virginia game has ended because he can't do that voice anymore. Here's what we decided. Any reference to the game last week, which was against a certain team from a certain state? Yes. We can can say that when we go, well, against West Virginia, (laughs) BYU put up 32. That's how we do it. That's how we keep it. Alive, Spencer. Clear. <laughs> West Virginia. We've kept it alive. Okay. Our Twitter question. What is your comfort level with the BYU offense after four games coming off of a good performance against West Virginia? There we go. <sighs> Too much. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Just answer the Twitter question. And while you answer the Twitter question, let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. The Big 12 being the Big 12. And are cold on expansion today? Or are they? <laughs> no deal. And well put. No deal. Because I'm over this. Just tell me. I'm back to where I was during the summer, which was... This is not a situation worth paying attention to until there's actual decisions made. A decision was made to explore expansion. Now the possibility exists they might not expand at all. So just tell me when they do something. Yeah, well, from I'm that, like Eeyore. Why bother? From your perspective, it is no deal. But I'm going to say it is a big deal because millions of dollars upon millions are involved in what happens here. And so as much as I want to be like, oh, just... Tell me! It's a big deal because there's so much money involved. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Toledo averaging a final score through three games of 43 to 10. I have no idea whether this is big or no or not because they've played Boo Boo Johnson and Dudu Stevens, as Brian Logan would say. Arkansas State, Maine, FCS. And Fresno State, which is not a state. Yet they've kicked butt. So I don't know how good they are. I know they're good. I just don't know how good. So I'll go big deal because it's better to prep for a team 
and expect, hey, they're, they're way better than you think than it is to underestimate them. Although I do love doing that. Yeah, man, this is split right down the middle, but I'm going to lean towards no deal Ooh. just because of the quality of competition. We won't know how good Toledo is until they play somebody that actually presents an adequate challenge. And we, that we is think BYU. that's Brigham, right? I, I know it's BYU because they're the team that has to make the two time zone travel and play on a Friday night on a short week, albeit they're coming off of a bye. But yeah. they've got to come to Provo, a long road trip, and face a pretty stinking good defense. So And a ticked off BYU offense. Exactly. Like BYU is hungry. They hungry. They hungry, Chad Lewis. Wait, Spencer? For a big are, one. Are so you guaranteeing 100% victory this weekend? Don't do this to me, Ben Bagley. Because I've heard that story this. before. Don't do I, this to me. I will. 11, BYU wins by 11+. plus. That's one of my going for two. I'm calling it now. 11-plus. BYU wins that game. Hey, Jerem Jordan taking the reins, Ben. So uh, I'll let him do that. Get it up! Oh, you're 0 for 1, Spencer, so maybe Jerem will be a little bit better. I am 0 for 1 in that regard. <laughs> we were three yards away from making me right. Three yards. <laughs> Against Utah. Not horseshoes. I know. <laughs> I know, man. Hand grenades and horseshoes. I know. When you get close. This is, but this is no <laughs> deal. They, they got to play a real team. And I'm not overlooking them. I think this is going to be a close game. But this is BYU. Close is in 11 plus. BYU is not main. Oh, my goodness. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Got to take a breath here. BYU women's soccer being ranked third in the nation and receiving three first-place votes, and they are third in the RPI while averaging three goals a game, and Ashley Hatch's number is 33. This is a big deal. This is really weird. If it was a certain other number, we probably wouldn't have brought this up, but it's three, and that's wild. One, that's BYU's third in the country. That's awesome. They're averaging three goals a game? That's exciting soccer, man. Is there anything less compelling than like, yeah, they keep winning 1-0 or they tied 1-1? BYU's putting up three a game. Watch this team. Big deal. This is a huge deal because BYU, and I'm going to go off the RPI. It's one thing to be ranked third in the country in the rankings. That's fun. Opinion. Yes, and that's, you know, sparkling and glitter and it looks amazing. It's cool. It's cute. But third in the RPI is where you really decipher what a team is made of. They have played really good competition and have excelled against that good competition. They are in position to host a number of NCAA tournament games. When they were in this situation in 2012, they hosted four of them. They're in position to do that again. And they got to the Elite Eight. Let's go. They could play on their home field and get to their first ever Final Four. Let's go. So this is a big deal. Because of the RPI mostly. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Tim Tebow hits a home run in the first pitch he sees as a minor league player. This is amazing. This this has to be a big deal. This is unbelievable. (laughs) Of course that would happen. This happened yesterday, right? He's seen one pitch. It happened this this morning. morning. It just happened. They play baseball games in the morning? In minor league baseball and in rookie league ball, yes. What, he's seen one pitch, and Tim Tebow hit it out of the ballpark. He reminds me of me, my half court in Vegas. He reminds me of me. Yeah, no. What nope. do Tebow and I have in common? <laughs> Nothing, you're right. <laughs> uh, of course this would happen. This is a big deal. You cannot make that stuff up. That's, it's unbelievable. That's crazy. And what's more unbelievable is that Tebow made it into our show. How do you not? When 
one pitch in an entirely different sport, and he's faced so much criticism for doing it. He hits a home run on pitch one. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Amazing. We yes. Got, we got Tebow as well. Wow, Roxy Bernstein is right. Wow. Coming up, <laughs> no more Tebow. Maybe. The Cougar whip around. BYU football is not the only team with a huge game on Friday night. Ooh, good team. BYU Sports Nation, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. We are two days away from BYU versus Toledo on Friday night. Countdown to kickoff is live at 9 Eastern time. The game kicks at 10.15 Eastern on ESPN2. Soccer. The ladies jump up to number three in the latest NSCAA rankings. The Cougars received three first-place votes and will play Santa Clara at home tomorrow, 9 Eastern, live on BYU-TV. Volleyball. Number 11 women's volleyball beat Pepperdine last night in four sets in Malibu, led by middle blocker Amy Boswell's 12 kills and seven blocks. BYU plays at number six, San Diego, Friday, 10 Eastern. Athletics. Yesterday, Oklahoma President David Boren said he is still undecided on Big 12 expansion despite multiple reports saying he is negative on expansion now. What? Hey, future guests, loaded week, by the way. Toledo head coach Jason Candle, Michelle Murphy Vasconcelos will join us tomorrow. Uh, Basketball Media Day Thursday, Dave Rose, Eric Mika, Nick Emery, Kyle Davis, a two-hour edition of the show. And we'll be live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium Friday, and we have an 11 a.m. Eastern time special with BYU Sports Nation Saturday. Jason Candle, the Toledo head coach, is 36 years old. Super young. He's only a little older than you. Yeah, I know. I know. And clearly doing great things with his life. Sad face. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Jerem, take care of it. Bob Bullsby. Okay. Still. What is your comfort level with the BYU offense after four games? Our elite tweet of the day from Matt Laser Sheep. It's like an old pillow. It takes a while to find that one comfortable spot, but when you do, dreams can happen. Oh, well cogitated tweet. Very nice. The show on demand, BYUSN.com. Thanks to our guest, Parker Don, Travis Tuiloma. Download the podcast on iTunes. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Guy Hale. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern. Woo! Bring him. Bring him for.